Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it is great to be back with you again this morning. I hope that you had a blessed Christmas. Mine was extremely busy, but beautiful. So many amazing people, so many moments of just great joy as we celebrated the miracle of God crossing the great divide between us and God. And on Monday, I did manage to have a fantastic lunch that was made by Lloyd and my child. Now, before we look forward at the new year, I just want to focus on Christmas once more. On the 23rd, I broke a nail and I had to see a nail technician. And there was a young boy there with his mom. And once she worked out who I was, she asked him to tell me what Christmas was all about. The first thing he said was presents, then giving, which is correct. Then she asked him whose birthday it was on Christmas Day. And his eyes lit up and he said, mine? She said, no, no, not yours. Then he thought for a moment, then he said, the Hulk? And it's important to to note that he'd asked Father Christmas for the Hulk. No, was the answer she gave him, and I couldn't bear it anymore. So I, I whispered, baby, and I mouthed Jesus, and then he got it. He did actually know all about Jesus. He does go to church. He had just, for that moment, under pressure, forgotten. But I wonder, if we took that question a little further, because I think we all know it's about baby Jesus and God coming to live among us as one of us. But if we asked ourselves, what does that mean for us now? Not in eternity, but now, right now in this moment, what would our answer be? What is the significance of God coming to dwell among us? Does it change anything in our lives, the way we live, our relationships, the, the things we value, the things we say? I think all of us know about the forgiveness of our sins and that we inherit eternal life. But does Jesus' birth change things for us today in the way we're living and moving into the new year? There's a poem written by an unknown author that I'm going to read to you now, and it's called The Mood of Christmas. And it goes like this, When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. And that's what I like, because we put the Christmas tree away, we put everything away, then then what? What do we do next? And the poem goes on to say, um, Christmas, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations and bring peace among the people and to make music in the heart. So just picking up on a few of these ideas, healing is of course God's work, but we can, if we're qualified, be used by God to bring about healing and all of us can reach out to others in love. We can be kind, we can listen, we can smile. We can actually see the other person, especially people like the tellers. How are you? Hope you're having a great day. Thanks so much. Um, we, we can, of course, set prisoners free through helping people to set themselves free. And here I don't think it's about people in prison for crimes. Some people are prisoners of their own making in the sense of the way that they're feeling, thinking, perhaps not even forgiving themselves. And part of being work, working with people, part of walking in the way of Christ is to let go of all of that. And so people might be living in unforgiveness, harboring bitterness and hate. And we can, or God certainly can, through us perhaps, or maybe just through allowing them to go to God, showing them the way to God, people can be healed from that. To rebuild nations, you might say, well, that's impossible. How can we rebuild a nation? But we can use the voice that God has given us. We can use our vote in order to bring about peace. We need peace to be in our hearts first, of course, before we can do that. Now, I wonder what struck you in that poem. I, I just 
to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, bring peace among people, make music in our heart. I think this is all the work that we're called to do as Christians. And maybe there's something in there that you would like to take into the new year and work on. Whatever it is, um, it's between you and God. And I would encourage you to go to God and say, God, what is it that you want me to do this year? If you've just joined me, good morning. This morning I've started by looking at how the miracle of Christmas does not stop with the celebrations, but there's an onus on all of us to live out our faith in thanksgiving for this miracle, being instruments of healing, reaching out the marginalized, helping people to be set free, feeding the hungry, bringing peace to all, because peace begins with us. We can't look at the nations and say, where's peace, if we're not at peace. I want to move now to the new year. And I'm going to begin by reading Psalm 100. I think it is a psalm that I would like us to take into the new year, and I'm going to end again by reading Psalm 100. It goes like this, O shout to the Lord in triumph all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his face with songs of joy. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his holy name. For the Lord is good, his loving mercy is forever, his faithfulness throughout all generations. Now I'm not sure how you're feeling about 2024. I was talking on Thursday on Hot about it. And I'm not sure how 2023 was for you. One thing I am sure of is that it will make a difference to how we will experience 2024 if we enter 2024 with thanksgiving in our hearts. In church this morning, I'm going to do a different kind of service so that we are prepared for the new year. I'm going to be asking everyone to reflect back on 2023, looking and finding the blessings and thanking God for those blessings, praising God for those blessings, being filled with joy that God allowed us to experience those blessings. And then I'm going to ask us to look at the challenges, thanking God that we, have, that we don't have to face anything alone, that God was with us, and that we've come through those challenges. If we have, thanking God for the fact that we're still here, that we've made it through some of those challenges, and if we're still facing them, asking God's help to, to help us through those challenges. For those who have lost loved ones, being thankful um, to God for having had the privilege of knowing those people that we've lost. And then, of course, asking God to meet us in our grief and this journey of sorrow, and asking God to bring us comfort and support through this time. And then I'm also going to look at hurts and how we need to forgive others. And perhaps just as importantly, I think we sometimes forget, we have to forgive ourselves for having made mistakes. And that's where Jesus comes in, because Jesus has forgiven us if we just go to God and ask for forgiveness. But we also have to release others. God, forgive me as I forgive others. More on this in a moment. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord because I believe that we need to open our hearts wide in order to see Jesus and experience life in all its fullness, to be transformed by God. In The Little Prince we read how um, this is a secret. It is only with the heart that one can see rightly. What is essential is invisible to the eye. And I think this relationship with God is all about the heart. It is about opening our hearts to God. It is about opening our hearts to other people, and sometimes that will hurt us. But that is what, for me, following God is all about. It's about seeing things through the heart. Once I did pray, God, let me see things through your eyes. And I have to say that that is difficult because sometimes what you see is really hurtful. Um, In fact, often. 
And sometimes it can almost break your heart. But it's important for us to move from the heart as we journey with God. So I think that it is profound that we recognize that we are journeying together through the heart of God with our own hearts open to God and to others. Now this morning I have looked at how there's more to Christmas than celebrating Jesus' birth, how that needs to impact on how we live. I've looked at how we move into the new year. I've looked at Psalm 100 and our blessings and challenges and our gifts. And just before the break, I spoke about unforgiveness. I'm going to focus on that a bit just now. But one of the reasons I always start the service of anointing for the new year is that I feel, as I said um, on Thursday morning, that we need to let go of what we cannot change from 2023 in order to fully experience and embrace the joys and the blessings that God has in store for us in 2024. And we are then in the right place to face the challenges that may come our way. I always ask the congregation to look back and consciously note the blessings and give thanks consciously to God, either by writing them down or by saying them out aloud. And in this way, I believe, as we paraphrase Psalm 100, that we can enter 2024 with thanksgiving and praise and joy. We are the children of God. We, so therefore we can enter 2024 with confidence. If we look at Psalm 100, God is still God and we belong to God. We are, God, we are made by God. We are the sheep of God's pasture. In other words, God is the shepherd and God is good. God is merciful. God is faithful and God is generous. So if you are feeling anxious about 2024, I urge you to go and read that psalm and to read that psalm every day and then look at Jesus in the manger, God's greatest gift to us because of God's love for us. And that's why I say this is about a heart relationship. God loved us so much that God gave Jesus to us. Then perhaps if we're still feeling anxious, let's look at Jesus on the cross and of course three days later the resurrection. Because while Jesus is on the cross, um, the disciples were distraught. People were devastated. People thought that was the end. But it's never the end with God. There was the resurrection three days later. Because God is good, God is faithful, and God loves all of us. What we need to also remember is that God is always with us. And in the words of St. Paul, if God is for us, who can be against us? Now let's look at moving into the new year without being weighed down with regrets and unforgiveness. And start with forgiving ourselves. We are all created in the image and likeness of God, but none of us are perfect. The only perfect person was Jesus, so we are going to make mistakes. And I look at those mistakes and ask, what can I learn? What did I learn from them? Next, is there anything I can do to make it better or correct it? If so, then I do it. And we need to have the courage to be able to say sorry and to do that. If there's nothing we can do to change it, then we need to ask God's forgiveness and let it go. Because we miss out on so many blessings and the excitement of the new blessings waiting for us if we're holding on to the past, especially if we can't forgive ourselves and forgive others. And it's the same then with forgiving others. Jesus instructs us to forgive. God helps us forgive through the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you're battling, please remember, forgiving someone who hurt or wronged you is not saying they were right. In fact, it's not about them at all. It's about you and your own healing. When we forgive, we release ourselves from anger, bitterness, resentment, which all lead to illness. And this nearly always leads, when we forgive, to a greater peace, a greater joy and a greater freedom. It's also important to note that it's a process. God knows us and will help us. God forgives us. We need to forgive others. Now I hope and pray that as you say goodbye to 2023, you'll be deeply aware of God's love for you, God's protection, God's anointing, God's blessing for you. 
and that you will enter 2024 with anticipation, excitement, wonder. What will it bring us? Deeply aware that as we enter 2024, we do so with God. And as I said, I want to read Psalm 100 to you again, because I think this is a beautiful way to enter the new year. Even though this wasn't about entering a new year, I feel we can use it for that. O shout to the Lord in triumph all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his face with songs of joy. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Come into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to God. Bless God's holy name. The Lord is good. His loving mercy is forever. His faithfulness throughout all generations. And so today, as we are on the cusp of 2024, um, tomorrow be New Year's Day, I want to say may you have a blessed and wonderful New Year. I pray that you will be so deeply aware of God that you will never, ever feel alone. May God bless you and those you love and pray for. Thank you so much for listening. To wrap up this morning, hallelujah and 10,000 reasons. And if you need to get hold of me, you can do so on Shona at hot1027.co.za. God bless.